0: I. V. M.
1: Folks, welcome to Baisa Baisa. I'm your host, Gupta, b 50 on Twitter. And this is the Financial Wellness Special. I like this topic here, you know, because I've always believed in this triangle thing. There's physical fitness or wellness as you call it, mental fitness or mental wellness, and then financial wellness. So there, physical, mental and financial. I'm really thrilled, really thrilled because my guest for this episode is Sachin Gupta, CEO at FIG fig app okay and why financial wellness because you know that's how Sachin actually talks about fig uh it's an app that takes care of your entire financial needs which is kind of interesting right because i've always thought that this entire ecosystem of apps is all over the place there's stuff for this there's stuff for that and i've got i've always had a few queries from people coming in saying listen just give me one app you know that takes care of every possible thing who knows this might be the app so if you guys are looking for that stay tuned uh and 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 listen, in because as per the Google Play Store, uh, FIG is India's first comprehensive financial wellness or awareness platform. So, without further ado, let's find out more all the way from the West Coast. Sachin, Sachin welcome to Paisa Paisa. Thank you so much for doing this for our listeners. Brief two-minute background to yourself and then let's move on.
0: Hey Anupam, thanks Anupam. First of all, thanks for inviting me on the show. It's a fanboy moment for me. Oh, I normally oh, try to listen to... <laughs> You're all the shows and learn so much about
1: Thank the you. companies. Thank from you. There. Thank you, Sachin. Really, really, really kind of you. Thank you.
0: So speaking about me, uh, I started FIG in 2017 after leaving my comfortable job at Google. Hmm. So with an idea of uh, helping people make better financial decisions. And one of the person is me. I want to make better financial decisions. So from last 10 years, uh, about my background, I've worked at Google in Silicon Valley for 10 years in Google Pay specifically. And before that, I started my career with Rediff.com. right now in your Mumbai after graduating from IIIT Hyderabad. On the personal front, I came from a small town in Haryana, Cathal. I had a very middle class up- upbringing where it was important to get a good degree, good college. I never thought about entrepreneurship, but I wanted to do something which impacts people positively. So, but I was lucky basically when I joined rediff.com i was mentored by mr balakrishnan Rediff ceo directly wow. he changed my perception about entrepreneurship so he told me that how entrepreneurship can have positive impact on whole everyone and how they can create jobs how they can build the product which impact them positively so this is a bit about more about my financial my financial and professional journey
1: very interesting, Sachin. I mean, to be mentored or rather to work under Ajit would have been a fantastic experience. So let's get this started, okay? Um, The first thing that I have to ask you is with so many fintech apps all over the place, where did you see either the use case or specific areas where you thought that you could add some value, right? Or if you, lo- if you were to look at it differently, what were the kind of problems that you thought you would solve? If, did you think that people were doing something wrong? So if you have any list of you know, e- either use cases or problems, one, two, three, four, five, walk our listeners through that. I'd be really interested in knowing how you look at this space. Go on. Sounds good. So
0: let me start by telling you my own stories. I have made lots of mistakes in my financial journey starting from 2008. That was the time when I got my first paycheck. And you know, I went to home and what I did, I did my first investments in LIC insurance. My parents okay. suggested, and I actually to specifically mentioned investments because that's what I thought at that time. My parents were in financially independent and they were not looking for me for any financial uh, help. And I didn't have any liability. So looking back, I think I should have made investment in mutual funds. So as, but as everyone have, like uh, there's some uncle who comes and who have, who is LIC agent and they ask you to put in LIC, money in LIC to save taxes. So this was the first mistake I think I did early in the career. okay. But the second thing I made mistakes is, I saw some of my friend making, uh, doing trading from office. I got excited, I created a brokerage account and my agent, uh, basically brokerage agent, he actually started calling me, telling me about uh, these stocks will go up, these stocks will go down. And I actually next one month, I was like uh, all in into that, whole day I was doing that. After one month, I realized that I'm not doing my day job, I'm doing trading. And after some time, I'll, neither I will have job or no trading. So after that, I stopped working completely on trading and I didn't look at my account for two years. And that was also a problem. So on the higher level, if I see and learn from these mistakes, I see three major mistakes I made and I see the patterns happening again and again when I speak to people and speak to them about their experiences. So first problem was most of the people don't have any goals. So everyone, if you speak to people and ask them, "What do you want Do you want to earn more money? They will say, yes, I want to earn more money. I want to grow my money. But if you ask them well, why, most of them will not know the answer because they don't have any goals. They will tell you some of the goals, I want to buy a house, a good car, good phone, retirement. But they, they haven't sit down and planned it well. How much money they need in retirement, how big the house they need. So they don't actually make goals. So the second problem I see in is discipline. So... Uh, It's nice that you spoke about financial wellness as compared to physical wellness. You cannot do one thing. You cannot go gym for four hours every day in January and next (laughs) 11 months, you don't go to gym. It Uh, never works out that way. There has to be a discipline and the same works for finance also. If you think about me, I did one month trading and after that didn't look at my account for two years. It should not be like that. You cannot do that. The third problem I see again and again happening, that is because of the financial ecosystem more less about the people we take advice from wrong people and wrong places. So my mother, uh, once my mother actually got a, so she invested in one ULIP at the age of 60. Wow. After investing one lakh rupees, only 82,000 was going in the market. And the person wow. who asked us to invest was somebody who we trust daily. So who we trust actually, in, in she, some family friend. Uh-huh. So these are type of things that happen day in, day out. We take advice from mutual fund or insurance agents to buy something when they are getting money by selling us something. So these are three major problem I see, but Mm. because of that, the consequence of three major problems is most people end up making emotional decisions about money. They don't have any goals. They don't have, uh, they don't have any discipline. So they do impulse purchases. They do unplanned trips. So for one of my friend bought iPhone 12, I should get it. (laughs) Okay. Without any clear financial going in mind. Nobody knows that how, uh, maybe my friend's financial goals are different and mine's is different. So we don't have that. The second thing that I am very worried about is getting into debt trap. Oh, yeah. So every day you see the buy now, pay later. Say to give it to my uh, fi- um, middle class background. My parents always told me don't buy anything you cannot afford, even if somebody is ready to give you right now. But that is not happening around here now. Everyone, I know so many youngsters who bought iPhone when new iPhone came because they were able to get it in EMIs. Yeah. And they were not able to afford it. They should be spending that money, investing that money somewhere else. They should be uh, working on their career at this time rather than paying EMIs. So just to give you an example, in last 10 years, India's gross savings dropped by 6%. Mm. Yeah. Right. We used to say we are a savings country. We still are, but it is dropping very, very fast because uh, people are just uh, buying things on, which they don't need. So these are some of the problems that I seen day in, day out, where we wanted to work with people, work with... I wanted to build an app for myself, not for everyone else, where I can manage my financial wellness and financial health.
1: Very interesting, Sachin. So you know, on, on, on Pesa Vesa itself, I've had a lot of fintech platforms. You know, some of them are investment platforms uh, which help you to choose the right, right mutual fund. Um, I haven't had too many expense trackers apps. I mean, I don't think I've had a single one, but I believe that there are quite a few out there uh, in, in the space of fintech apps. And then, of course, you know, I had a savings app sometime back and that looked really interesting to me. And then there is a the whole lending space. Okay, I don't want to go into that because that's a separate mm-hmm. uh, topic. Your app looks very different, right? Because you're looking at the entire thing. So. My question is that if some of these problems were already being solved by these other apps that are there, do you think the users needed anything more than that? Actually, you are very,
0: very right. And we ask this question to ourselves every day that we are making sure what we are building, whether users need it. We, As an entrepreneur, that's my job to ask hmm. my question. But at the same time, when I see the whole uh, landscape, and you also mentioned earlier in the discussion, that Right now, if I want to look at my investments, I can go to one app. If I want to track my expenses, I go to another app. If I want to track my score, credit score, another application. So there are applications for everything. But if you think about a person and think a persona, the person who is not financial geek, who is not working in financial industry, he already has multiple banking applications on the phone. Now there are five different other applications on the phone do you think they can actually this 10 application and they need to take a financial decision they actually need to open this 10 application to make that one financial decision and will they do it i don't think so so the problem is unless until you see everything together we i see finance as a uh, uh, finance having five five different aspects saving investments expenses credit and insurance so these aspects while they look different they work together in sync so your complete finance, financial wellness is a combination of these aspects. That is first aspect. The second thing is basically where we see ourselves as a different uh, company. If you think about it right now, data is not the major game. Even if we bring the data together at one place and you can see it, but how many people can make sense of that data? How many people like that data? Some people will start tracking the data and I have seen it myself that I tra- start uh, download an app, start tracking my data and after three days, I get bored. It will be in my mobile phone, but I won't be using it because once I know that I have to spend, I spend 20,000 rupees every month, I don't need to know more than that. It doesn't matter if I spend 21 or 22 because it's in the same range where we comes in picture. We want to, we are building an application where a user can come to our application and say that I want to buy this car. Should I buy this? How it will impact my goals, how it will impact me. I want to buy this iPhone, should I buy this? I want to take a loan, is this the right time? So these are type of questions we want to go uh, and answer them. So think about a okay Google type of application where you can actually ask the question to the application and they answer you. So more like a, a financial advisor on your phone for you, which works and looks at your data, give you financial personalized advice, not very generic advice. So this is, I, this is the reason why I think users need an application like this because, they don't want to go to multiple applications to track their finance. At the same time, nobody is building tools for them. So, I was listening to one of the episodes recently on wealth management, On uh, I think last or before that episode. Sure, sure. So, the episode was, uh, was about wealth management. They were looking for wealthy individuals or HNIs hmm. because nobody, there's not enough money to be made if you manually work with the, um, people beyond that oh, because yeah. we don't have that much investment corpus. Yeah, yeah. So unless until there's a automated ma- way to advise them, it won't work out. So this is what we want to build. We want to democratize a set of tools and advice, financial advice for everyone.
1: Very interesting, Sachin. Okay, so I'm going to just uh, recap this for the users because I found this seriously interesting. Okay, so guys, Sachin said five aspects or five parts of personal finance. I really, you know, this this is the stuff that really is important. He said savings. Expenses, investments, credit, insurance. Did I get it right, Sasha?
0: Yes, yes. You are perfect. Yeah. Right.
1: So you know, so I've the kind of questions that I get from listeners, from you know, people on Twitter, or even people that I talk to, like I said, was just give us one place where we can track it. And I guess is my my guess is that at some point of time we might get there. Let me give you give you some examples. Okay. Um so my bank app will not have my investments, my investments will not have My insurance. My insurance will not have my mutual funds and my credit card will not you get what I'm saying, right? And obviously you want something that gives you everything in one place. And some of it might be possible. Some of it I'm not sure whether a the regulation or b the technology. Okay. And when I say technology, I'm talking about different people sharing their data with different applications. Sajin, what's your views on that? You think that this kind of merging together can even happen? At least on the tech side.
0: So tech side, that was the challenge we solved. That was the first challenge we solved, because the problem right now in India is there's no API for this financial institution. We are in the, mm. we are actually trying to build that, but it will take some time. So right now to bring data, we had to go different route. We actually went to bank communication. So banks send you so many messages, emails, and your credit bureau have some data about you. What we did, we went to all these places with your consent and it's your like user consent. We are not going to individual to banks. You give me consent to read your data. We actually build a financial resume for you. So just like a prof- uh, professional resume, we call it financial resume because it looks, that's what I want, a financial resume for myself which I can track every day or maybe every week. So we actually go to emails, SMS and build that. And technology is actually a major blocking factor here, not the users.
1: So I want to ask you one thing, because you mentioned email. Obviously, you know a lot of us would have concerns if we if we give a third-party access to our emails, is there a hack or a crack around this? You know, maybe I've heard people think that, why don't we just set up a completely separate email, which has only uh, your financial stuff. Do you think, that's, do you think that's, that's a solution for people who have privacy concerns? Yes,
0: that's a solution for people. And that's what I would have liked it. But the problem right now is there's no way. And if you think about a scalability factor here, maybe you, me, or some people who are actually thinking about it, they will do it. But not everyone will be able to do it. Mm -hmm. At the same time, privacy concerns like we, we, it's not about users. what I have found out from my user base, that they're not worried about sharing their data, what they are telling me and asking me, what do you do with my data? Are you selling my data or you're giving something back from my data? If I'm just taking their data and selling it, which is a complete no-no. And we had checks and balances through multiple places where we don't do that. Google doesn't allow us to do that. That's the first thing. That's how we got access to Google. So they check that we are not selling this data, and we are returning something useful to the user back. So what I have found, people don't have. Most of people don't have privacy concerns because anyway, when you are sharing data, either way there will be a problem. At the same time, if you think about it, how many actually personal emails you have these days?
1: <laughs> Good. So <laughs> people have moved I, to WhatsApp and other. WhatsApp, Good point. So interesting. Very interesting. Huh.
0: So all the emails you get, actually ninety percent of those emails, even more than that, are actually institutional emails.
1: Very interesting. Okay, so um last question when just before we finish this first half. Sachin, so how is it like in the US? Yeah, you know, you're in the West Coast. How is and this is just a just you know, I've never had someone from the US dialing in for quite a while now. And especially someone, you know, you're sitting there, but you've got a pretty good handle of the kind of financial habits we have out here must be interacting with people in the US. How is it like out there? Uh, say oh two on the tech side and on the personal finance side. Okay, tech side, I'm just putting that also out there because I think that India has got a seriously good payment system. I think the US is not quite there. And two is on the personal finance side. Just give us your perspective here and we'll move on to the next part of the so of So tech-wise,
0: US is much ahead, I would say. Hmm. So there's a, recently, uh, there was a company, Played, which was sold to visa for $5 billion. So this company does nothing. It lets you access your bank access user's bank account. And because played was there, and it is so easy to access bank account of the user, there are actually tons of personal finance application who are working on different aspect of finance. As you mentioned, some are working on savings, some are working on credit card data, some are working on... So you will find all the similar application in India also. Some are working on teenagers getting credit card for them, getting debit card for them. So there are loads and loads of companies are working in all the dimensions. So tech side, I think US is much ahead, but we are making those. Uh, so there's something called aggregator platform. Government of India have launched around two years back. And uh, so their work's been going on around that where banks will launch their own APIs. And I think that will be a big thing in financial financial wellness space because then we don't have to depend on emails and SMS. We can directly go to banks and get data with user permission. So I'm waiting for that.
1: Yeah, uh, you speak about the account. Uh, I think you're talking with the account aggregator. And folks, if you're interested in that, I had Amit Ranjan, he's the architect at the National digiloka Project uh, last year. When I had actually gone to Delhi, met him. We sat down for recording. Pretty good uh, stuff. So if you want to know more about that, just look up the Paisa archives and you will... You will find my episode with Amit Ranjan out there. So that is a wrap on the first half of this episode where we spoke about use cases, problems, and a lot of other stuff with Sachin Gupta, CEO at the Fig app. On the other side of this break, we're going to come back and talk about the Fig app itself and how it solves all the problems that we mentioned. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Mm-hmm. And welcome back to this episode of Paisa, Paisa My guest, Sachin Gupta, founder of the Fig app. Okay, so we spoke about a lot of problems in the first half of this episode about how we handle our personal finances. I really like what Sachin said about you know the different parts of our personal finances. He said savings, expenses, investments, credit, insurance, and how there are different things for different stuff. But you don't have one single place to aggregate all of this. Fig is trying to change that. Okay, that's F I G G. If you are on your Google Play Store or if you are on the Apple iOS Store, uh, the iTunes Store, then check it out, okay, um, and have a look. Sajin, let's get to your app, okay. Just give us a background, right? I mean, how old was this app? When was it launched? Is it fully stable now, right? Because I had a look at the Play Store, and as you know, as you'd have with a lot of other apps, so that there are just a little, a few complaints out there. I'm sure you've got your handle on that.
0: Yes, uh, you know, Reed Hoffman once said. If you are not embarrassed by your first version of the product, you are launching it too
1: late. Oh, Nicely <laughs> done. You're talking about Reed Hastings, the founder of Netflix. Reed Hoffman. No, Reed, Reed Hoffman. Uh, Reed LinkedIn. Hoffman, sorry. LinkedIn. Okay, sorry. my bad. So, yes. So repeat that. Repeat that. Hold on. Repeat that. I like the sound of it. Okay.
0: So, as Reed Hoffman said, if you are not embarrassed by your first version of the product, you are launching it too late. Huh. Interesting. Go on, go on. So we started working, so this app is very, very new. We started working app early this year uh, and launched our first version in September. So the idea was to get app early in user's hand and get initial feedback rather than working in silos. We didn't want to keep working on that things that nobody needs. So we wanted to give it to user hands. And the trade-off of that is you launch product which have some bugs. And we had our share of, launch, while launching, we shared, had our share of uh, problems. Some user didn't like the UI UX and some user didn't like the onboarding. But actually, that was the idea to get this feedback that what they want. And that's what we did. Our team is actually working with each and every person who had issues. They gave us the best feedback because these are the people who actually took the effort to write a feedback for us on Play Store. So we reached out to them and every one of them is working with us right now. We were able to get that feedback and build an experience which is much better than our first version. the app is quite stable now for most of the people. It's working. But at the same time, we are learning every day. We meet so many people because the use case is so broad. We want to build a financial advisor. It cannot be done in one uh, one month or one year. It will take years to actually get it right. And But we are listening. We are listening to our user and getting their feedback and keep building over it. That's what... Uh, we are doing these days.
1: Hmm. So we are in December, I guess this episode will probably go in go on air, maybe in a month's time. When when did you launch this app, Sachin? I launched this app in September 2019, 2020. 20. Okay, great. So it's been a couple of months and you're working on that. Okay, great. So now let's get to the app. Let's deep dive. Let's now figure out uh, how fake solves the problems that you mentioned in the first part. Let's do that. Go on. Yep. So
0: Before going into the problems, the one of the missing part that we found the common thread where we cannot solve the problem is data. So when we start working together, there was no APIs. And what we found that most of people have multiple bank accounts, credit card, financial accounts, which makes it difficult to actually take any informed financial decision. And for an app like us who want to become a financial advisor, if we have a a partial view of user data, then we cannot give them any advice. Our advice will not be relevant because we don't know complete information. So this is the first thing, the first challenge we overcome. We actually brought all the data together on a single platform. And now we, have, we are at a stage where user can see a holistic picture of their finance on our application. And this is the time where we start solving the problems one by one. As in case of everything, finance also, there's no size, uh, one size fits all. People have problems with different things. So I'll take problems one by one. You remember I mentioned about problem of discipline and financial goals. So we recently launched a new tool called Nudge. So the idea of Nudge is to basically, while it allows you to uh, create financial goals, but at the same time, we help them to track and achieve them by providing constant nudges at the right moment. So let me give you an example. So some of our users wanted to improve their credit score because credit score is quite important for them because it's enabled them to convert any large purchases into EMI, get a credit card, put that put uh, purchases onto credit, so they are, they want to improve it, but most of them are not aware how to even do that. They go to, if you go to internet and search for how to improve your credit score, you know, you get 581 million articles and ah, most of that five, advice is
1: generic, f- 581 five, million. Okay. Well, that's a lot, but yeah, you're right. It's a very important question. Go on, go on. Sorry.
0: So most of the advice on internet is also very quite generic. And by the time I finish reading the article, while I agree with the most of the article, I forget half of the thing because I don't know when to start applying it, how to start applying it. So what our application does, we actually, one of the thing we found out the percentage usage on credit card is one of the major factors that affect your credit score. So anything more than 30%, that is a number that can change a bit from different bureaus, but have negative impact on user credit score. So what our AI engine does, it keeps track of user events and financial events, and knows the user in the right time at the timely manner when they're closer to this limit. So if they just did a major purchase and they are just doing thirty percent, we will tell them that any more money spent on this credit card will have negative impact on your credit score. So overall, over time, with these small nudges, we actually build better financial habits, and they become more disciplined because they learn slowly. So this is what we are doing with multiple products and all the goals. If you want to save money, we give them uh, nudges for savings. If you want to improve your insurances, we give them nudges for the insurances. So the idea is to make sure user gets the relevant information at the right time with the data platform we have created. So this is how we solve the first problem of discipline and building financial goals. The second thing that is very, very close to my heart is simplification of finance. So when we were speaking to our users, the one thing we found that finance is like five aspects that we talk about. Saving, investments, credit, expenses, and insurance. For a normal person who is not financial geek, it is very difficult to track these five together to say that I am doing well financially. I'm financially healthy. Nobody will be able to say that and the, nobody can track this five in the five different dimensions. So some people need help in insurances. Their insurances are low. Some people need help in investments. So we wanted to simplify it for them and how that's what we did. So we are on our current application. You get a fig score. It's a financial health score that represents your holistic finance. Not just, so it is very similar to credit score. But if you know credit score, just represent your credit behavior, how well you manage your credit, it just don't represent your insurance investments, whether you are keeping loads of money in your savings account. It doesn't tell you that. So what we do, we create a single score that represents how well you're doing financially. Now our users can actually use this score and try to improve it. We also tell you insights on how to improve it. So if you need to focus on investments, you're not doing right investments and uh, enough investments then you we will tell you that you need to focus on investments and that's how you will improve your score hmm. the idea is to improve this for the all the user and it's a personalized score so you everyone get different insights everyone get different advice and so I'm this is what we want it, to
1: build over it's what 0 to 10 0 to 100 how how so we kept
0: it to keep it simple and similar to we kept it similar to credit score it's 300 oh. to 900 okay got it. So same scale because they under people understand credit score so that was the idea so third feature which i am very excited about which is not launched yet but that is in our plan for next year uh, is impact so you remember i was speaking about uh, how users should be able to come to our application and ask a question like should i buy this car how buying this car will impact my retirement funds so these are type of question we want to go there because now we have a data platform uh, supporting this application so we know l- so much information about user finance the idea is they should be able to come and ask this question we have not uh, finished this uh, feature this will be launched later part of 2021 but this is something that we want to launch. these are three things if i just conclude what we i said nudge where we allow them to create financial goals and track track how they are doing the scoring a single score that represent their financial health and then impact feature where they can ask question to us, how should I do these things and whether I should actually buy certain stuff. So this is what, these are three things how we are helping users in their financial wellness.
1: Lovely. So um Sachin, the app is still building out, right? Yes. Excellent. So you want to tell our listeners anything about where they can get it, or if they want to know more about the app, where can they read or if there's any, you know, if there's any uh, questionnaire or anything, any reading material that you've got for our listeners that will help them to know more about FIG and wrap up on that.
0: Sir, so our website have a complete information about the features we will be building on and features which are uh, already available. And you will soon see the blog, uh, our blog that we are launching on financial wellness, where you can read about how to improve your finances and everything. Right now, we don't have an um, Apple uh, application, iOS application, but soon we'll be launching it. Right now, our Android user can start uh, downloading the application on Google Play Store. App name is Fig, F I G G. And uh, feel free to contact me or our team for any feedback and uh, question you may have.
1: Oh, lovely. We hope that, you know, we hope to have you back on the show, Sachin, once you have. So, you know, once the app is there on the Apple Store, once you've got lots of users, which I hope you do, and we can talk about how you're seeing the traction or there's any new problem that you've seen that you're going to be solving for our listeners. For now, that is a wrap on this episode of Baisa Baisa My guest, Sachin Gupta, CEO, founder of the FIG app. Sachin, thank you so much for doing this for our listeners.
0: Thanks, Anum
1: sure thank you and listeners if you like this podcast don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IBM network you can listen to it on the IBM podcast app or ibmpodcast.com you can also follow us on our social media we are Podcast on twitter and instagram if you want to reach out to me I'm your host Anupam Gupta B50 on twitter and thank you so much guys for listening to that's how I